You guys were at um, the um, Valley Cats game, right? We did. We've been to two Valley Cats games in the last, like, what, week? And we're going to another one next week. Next week. Oh, nice. Yeah. We got to get it while the getting's good. Yeah. Hell yeah. They've not been doing well. Uh, ketchup still winning? Yep. Yeah. Mustard, yeah. I think. You know, it's between mustard and ketchup. It was basically relish just never wins. That's the joke. Ah, fuck relish. Yeah. Uh, the uh, They've actually been doing, overall... Like they've had a pretty good season. They're in like third in the the Frontier League East. Nice. Uh, but they 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 fucked up the last two games we went to. They the they miners lost. have been destroying them yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh. It, yeah. There's it's un, there's an unfortunately named team called the Sussex, Sussex County Miners. It's pretty sus. <laughs> uh, and Thanks. it, it makes <laughs> and it makes it difficult to say anything bad about the other team. Because it sounds like you're talking about children. Yeah. <laughs> like, beat those miners. Uh, oh, man. We're going to put those miners to bed. Did you guys uh, listen to that god-awful track by um, uh, Industry Plant, um, Viral Creation, uh, AstroTurfed, uh, No Talent, Singing Ginger Ass, I absolutely uh, did Oliver, not Anthony? Any of it. Oh, yeah. And, and if, I, I, if I never saw that fucking idiot's face again, it would be too soon. I've listened to that track if like four times. If you've been times. putting that on my Twitter timeline, fuck you. Yeah, that song is doo-doo. Doo-doo. The, the worst song I've heard this year, um, and I have no idea why people uh, think that um, this obvious effort to inject, quote-unquote, authenticity into uh, vague uh, references to all the ongoing uh, culture war topics is uh, anything novel at all. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah, it blows it blows chunks. It, it's, it's, you know, it's like whenever Tucker Carlson writes a book, right, and then the, like, like, the Freedom Foundation or whatever, like, buys 100,000 copies to put it on the bestseller list. It's, yeah. It's basically that. I'm sure there's, like, a bunch of uh, phones in someone's basement just, like, with, like, a hot dog, that, like, attached to an actuator <laughs> that just, like, keeps hitting play over and over and over again on all of them. You know what? You notice it's only iTunes. The- like iTunes has just become the like thing that apparently some type of like, you know, billionaire funded algorithm just purchases like a ton of um, MP3 like downloads of the most recent like culture war um, uh, vindictive uh, piece of shit music track of the moment. Like they did this again uh, with the target is targeting our kids. It's like 10 million downloads. It's like right. who the fuck is actually downloading yeah, anything on <laughs> Apple's uh, iTunes store? Exactly. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. in the age of Spotify. It's like the easiest thing to uh, uh, astroturf with just a bunch of a big bag of money right it's like oh like you know we can make it seem like there's like this literal overnight like demand for this shitty like fucking piece of crap uh uh uh, what do you call it uh country song that doesn't even have a fucking beat like at all like it's just like it's, it's it's literally a bunch of vague complaints that's like that's like what the song is about. It's like you know um, taxes and fat people. Yeah, yeah. It's like fat people shouldn't be getting um, you know uh, government Money. assistance for fudge rounds. But I'm going to in the exact same song talk about how people are on the street with nothing to eat. Um, I'm also just going to like make a weird like 
not even clever like pun association about like miners like you know people out of work that used to pull coal out of the ground and like miners on an island and it it's just going to be totally uh, uh politically incomprehensible except that because it's sung in a country twang therefore it's coded as white working class like right. uh you know um like you know the salt of the earth someone should make a, a yacht rock cover <laughs> to get to give it its 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 proper uh class origin oh, aesthetic man. yeah yeah it um yeah it sucks it's a it's a fucking stupid song it, you can uh yeah juice the I, I, juicing like the numbers on iTunes is perfect because only people it in like forty five and older think that iTunes is still a like important cultural signifier yeah. of like oh wow everyone's listening to it because it's on iTunes when like I I, I think most people don't use that anymore and definitely aren't purchasing their music uh an album at a time digitally yeah, if or you're track at a time yeah. yeah yeah if you're doing you know anyone who's doing that is likely either some you know like loving like some sort of weird niche that they buy on Bandcamp, or they're buying uh uh vinyl or something yeah. right you know like that's see like that's what that's what that's happening. and what's so annoying is this is like the same astroturf culture war stuff that they accuse like george soros of always doing but like if that was happening then like dorian electra's like my agenda would be like number one on itunes every week <laughs> you know there'd be like some it, there's there's no like liberal equivalent of this it's either like no it's the it, cia or <laughs> like uh it's it's a fight song Right. Like, oh yeah. I yeah. Guess. I mean, I, yeah. The, the only this goes thing, over the radio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing Democrats need to do. High high to, hopes. Yeah. Let's high high hopes. Oh, yeah. yeah true, right. True. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was about to say. It's like anything that the that Democrat if Democrats want a song to like dominate the summer or whatever, they just attach it to a campaign of some kind and totally lame. And just like yeah. it show it like pay like fifty people to pretend that they enjoy it. You know on camera. Like the, and, the, yeah. and then they're like, Whoa wow, look at everyone like really living it up and Yeah, like the the Libs don't actually want to win though. Because if no. they did, they'd get like young Metro Boomin to do like a remix of like big structural Bailey and <laughs> you know it, it would be an instant success. <laughs> Got Joe Biden on the track. If young Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> What's the political valence of that uh the this TikTok guy that made the uh fake Euro uh techno song? That has no politics and don't you dare try to yeah. insert it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. There's no politics in that whatsoever. No. What are the politics of Nyanya Cat? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bread for all. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's Pop Tarts like, for all. Yeah. Uh, it's all oh, right, but yeah, Pop Tarts are yeah. basically bread. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the uh, way I eat them. Yeah. They're Li pretty much bread. Libertarian socialist, you know. Conquest of bread style. Yeah, conquest right. of Pop Tarts. I started listening to that um audiobook you you narrated again. Oh really? Yeah, it's really good. Oh thanks. You did a really great job with it. Thank you. Yeah. If you would like a copy of Conquest of Bread narrated by me, send us a DM on uh Patreon or Twitter or send us an email. I'll send it to you. So uh, uh, it's been a hell of a climate change year. Yeah, like Boy, I, has it? Like I, I don't. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's my uh, subject position. You know, it's just like me being a relatively well-off person globally, right? In America, that like I haven't noticed 
as much climate change as probably has been happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it hasn't impacted me. And you probably pay far more attention yeah. to it than the average person. Yeah, but yeah. it definitely seems like this year... Oh, it's disruptive. Like, climate change is <laughs> happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, in a... More and more people are saying it. Yeah. It's true. Like, it's happening more and more. And Southern California is unprepared for this hurricane they are about to get. Yeah, and so now Southern California is going to get... I think, yeah, it might be a Category 1 down to maybe a tropical storm by the time it hits Southern California, but it's... But that doesn't really matter, right? Like Hill Dog? Yeah, yeah. Hill Hill Dog's Revenge? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's named Hurricane Hillary, uh, which is funny. I I have to imagine, like, the... Like, who who names it? Noah or something? Like... Yeah. They they had to... I wonder how much, like political pressure was put on <laughs> on them for like probably like 16 years so like yeah. never name a hurricane hillary <laughs> and now that she, now that clinton's definitely not gonna run again they're like you can name a hurricane hillary now that's fine <laughs> do you think she's definitely not gonna run again like ever again not not in her corporeal form yeah right, i think yeah. that like you know, Hill Dog will will make like when a she's twenty. A head in a jar. Well, yeah, like a twenty thirty six. You know, uh, return to power uh, effort, but we'll be like fully. Um, the what's the technology that they brought Tupac back with? You know, oh, yeah, hologram technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna have holographic. Uh, Just AI Hillary. putting together Hillary like sayings. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ho- hollow Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> it will be like only like a twenty percent more charismatic or relatable version of her. I love that. Yeah, I love that for us. I hope we get that. Yeah. But she's gonna like we have like. That. Emperor Palpatine robes. It's sure. going to be sick. I want her yeah. to debate an android Trump. Right. Ooh. And the android looks exactly like Trump right now. Ooh. Or or it's the animatronic Trump from the from D- Disney Disney's World. The Hill, yeah, the Hall Hillary of Presidents. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want that one. Quick yeah. question though: If Trump turned out to be a robot, do you think it would help him or hurt him in the polls? Help. It, yeah. It, <laughs> everything. Every, helps him. Yeah. Everything just seems to. Help Anytime him. any attention is drawn to him, it helps him. Like yeah. if if he like survived an assassination attempt and like it was like T one, you know, um, where like the 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 the, um, the the flesh has been blasted off and there's like the gleaming like silver skull with the red eye. I think it would help him. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, for sure it would Absolutely. help him. Yeah. Absolutely. I would vote for him. Are you yeah. kidding? That's cool as fuck. <laughs> All right. And you're like, I require a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah, the, uh, anyway, getting back to the death of the planet. Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, no, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's a... Uh, um, oh, that elephant in the room. Right, yeah. Hello? Right, like the, what the, a lovely the, trunk. <laughs> the hurricane system, like the, the rating system of hurricanes, like one to five. One, I, I mean, first first of all, like... Why are we ranking hurricanes? They're all beautiful. Oh, that's such a good point. All right, we don't like, yeah. but, but, but seriously, like they're all um, like it only measures wind speed. That's the only thing that those numbers correlate to yeah. is a range of wind speeds, and that isn't even like increasingly we're finding that like a lot of hurricanes, like the wind doesn't do anything, but like the storm surge or the amount of rainfall, like mm-hmm. there's like a ton of other aspects of hurricanes that are equally, if not more damaging than just wind speed. We need and a, it gives star a false chart. sense of security. Yeah. yeah we, we need, need a we, full star chart. Yeah. We yeah. need like four or five, um, you know, indices to talk about how horrible, um, the accelerating, um, super storms are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're already getting like all these weird terms like heat dome, <laughs> right or shit you know and like uh 
a, a blizzard vortex or something like or, you know like, we got all these weird names we might as well like make some useful ones like just redo this whole hurricane chart but the thing is that like it's gonna dump a ton of rain yeah. in an arid desert region where it's like the ground is so dry it doesn't absorb the water you know like yeah. you know like when you have like a really dry sponge and like it like a lot of the water, water like sits, kind on of go, sits on yeah, top there, for a while there's a like period that. of hydrophobicity yeah yeah so there's gonna be a ton of flash floods yep i bet i my i like <laughs> uh i would bet haha that las vegas haha um is gonna probably be worse off than anything in California. I saw people on Twitter. Oh, yeah? I saw yeah. people on Twitter saying that like their friends were asking them if it was going to rain this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like people yeah. are not paying attention yeah. to this. Yeah, this is yeah. this is bad. It's really bad. It's going to be really bad. Just before recording, I, I sent a couple texts over to my brother who lives in San Diego, and so you know um, he he's aware not not just from me, but like you know it's apparently there's a uh, uh, some anxiety in the air in San Diego. Okay. You well, know, that's. Like, kind of good i would yeah. say yeah yeah i mean you know god forbid it, anything terrible happens but um yeah it's good to be prepared for sure yeah. fill up your bathtub folks yep fill the bathtub get some get some bread and peanut get, butter bread and peanut butter yep and liquor yeah <laughs> or at least gonge yeah i think that like you know you might run out of bathtub water if you have to rehydrate from that's a fair yeah. point your liquor yeah, yeah. And you can reuse bong water multiple times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very uh, water efficient. And so this is all happening at the same time that Maui is recovering right. from yes. a horrendous wildfire. Yeah. And it's also happening at the same time as the largest city in uh, Yellowknife um, uh, is been completely evacuated, I believe. Um, and there's a, you know, like, I think... The, this is, I think, five times more costly than any other wildfire season to Canada so far. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it's like, it's bad. It's bad, folks. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was listening to Justin Trudeau talking about how they have a, um, a, a commitment on a federal level to completely rebuild everything destroyed in these fires. But like, how many times can they afford to do that? <laughs> like, right. I don't know. It's... it's um, it's not looking good, folks. Um, I think that, you know, the thing that's going to impact people that haven't been materially affected um, will be next year's insurance premiums. And as I predicted earlier in this pod, like uh, this season, uh, I think that within 10 years, um, most private property will be uninsurable uh, due to accelerating um, climate change. And that that's going to make for a very weird world. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty bad. And, and, you know, like, with, like, Trudeau's uh, response of, like, uh, rebuilding, right? Like, a lot of, I think a lot of governments feel like they just need to react as if these are, like, one-off experiences, right? And yeah. then, like, and we'll, just, and we'll rebuild it, but uh, not talking about, like, organized retreat. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a once-in-a-thousand-year fire season. Yeah, Come on, yeah. it's not going to happen next year. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> it's right there in the name, you know? So, um... Uh, but w which is, and I say like, the, you know, like that's what they say publicly because internally it's, it's pretty clear that they are making these deep structural changes to get prepared for, um, the, the, just the, the, the new world that, uh, that we're going to be living in. And I think the, the New York times ran a story, um, about the, the, um, the wildfires in Maui that I think show 
pretty clearly where things are headed because it involves a conglomerate of uh, water and land owning companies <laughs> that are uh, starting to hoard everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So um, fire sale. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fire sale. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so what's now being called the Lahaina wildfire because it destroyed something like 80% of the city. Like it's uh, absolutely destroyed. Um, in in the aftermath of this, it, it the, the governor is starting to talk about uh, uh, keeping more water uh, in reserves for these kinds of incidents uh, so that, you know, you could fight the fire with, with water. Um, Okay. I've heard that's and, effective. Yeah. Couldn't and, you use seawater for that kind of effort? Yeah, probably. Well, I, I mean, think it the, puts the, it out just fine. Well, the issue with using seawater would be that, like, then, you like, the ground the is unusable. Yeah. Yeah, you're literally salting the earth. That's a good point. Well, yeah, um, if you're, like, salting the foundation of a house, that's, yeah, like, right. know, it's a little the worst dip. thing. Yeah, but then, like, nothing's going to grow around that house. Yeah. Right, like, yeah, no, that's yeah. not good, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, he he's, he quoted as saying, uh, in my opinion, we tipped too far one way and people became gun shy and they didn't want to use water for anything. Uh, it, talking about like um, the, the, the water restrictions that are already in place across Hawaii because they're a fucking island and all their fresh water comes from like the sky yeah, from either the sky or like melt uh, from mountains mm-hmm. and, uh, and stuff that uh, go into streams and stuff. So um, uh, the, the uh, water, the potable water in Hawaii is in a trust actually. It's in a, a public trust, but uh, it, but then a bunch of private companies have inserted themselves between individual users and the trust to get the water. That's right? economic innovation. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so for example, the West Maui Land Company, which pretty says exactly what it does on the tin, is also um, uh, like a water management company and so like you you have to pay them to get the water that's in the public trust like to you mm-hmm. and it's delivery these, service yeah yeah but it, but what you have are these companies that own water rights land some agricultural concerns some real estate and like a controlling share of like some sort of like hotel yeah they got skin in the game where's the problem here <laughs> and so the 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 what results right are the these companies are like yeah no we would like to make sure that we have as much water as we need for uh the hotel that we run and uh this uh almond farm and like you know like this pineapple grove and like all these other things but when it comes to like for example um uh indigenous groups who uh use uh, a lot of water to grow taro and other staple uh, crops of like traditional f- uh, foods and for meals, uh, you know, like they're of course getting cut out mm-hmm. of access to to water. Sure. So, uh, for example, so uh, Jonathan Lakiki Shure, a water policy consultant, has said that it is appearing to be increasingly clear that the Green administration, that's the the governor of Hawaii, uh, intends to remake Hawaii, stripping Native Hawaiians and the public of their most basic protection against the exploitation of land and water. So this is, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a long article in the New York Times. It's worth reading. But um, the, the, the takeaway 
is that uh, this wildfire is being used as an excuse by the uh, the colonial American government and uh, its lackeys in private companies to uh, do a grab. Right, they're going to grab the uh, water rights. Uh, further so that they uh, under the guise of being prepared for fire um but that's not what they're actually doing it for <laughs> right oh uh, because because, uh, because also like you know we, we were saying like you know yeah water the the fights fire that wouldn't have helped here right like they're saying when they're saying that you know like well we need to be ready for the next one and have more water on hand like that that wouldn't have done it because of two things one um the water, the existing water systems did were not depleted. The problem was that the fire was so extensive that, and like, and fast that one, it it just it just came too fast because the wind speeds were really high, right? Yeah. But then the other thing, and was, there's techniques to like help with that, right? Yeah. In general, yeah. But the other thing is that like the fire, the fire damage was so extensive that it was like destroying infrastructure that was was like that. It was critical that for getting pumped water the to water them, yeah. like to the places. So like that that's not the problem was like the infrastructure was was damaged because the fire spread too quickly and it was too complete of devastation and that was the problem more water at any point wasn't really going to 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 do things. And they're like pointing like to different parts where like they were asking for permission from different farms to take their water to fight fires and it took too long but they got the water eventually anyway, and it doesn't really seem like that would have helped either. So it's like, the, 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 they're, but yeah, of course they're using this as an excuse to start changing how uh, uh, you access water. You know what they need? They need buried shaped charges <laughs> so that when the firewall right. is like burning toward, you know, their property line, yeah, they can just, bow. And just blow it out. Right. Yeah. Blow up the fucking uh, ground to save the ground. Yeah, that doesn't seem. Hell like, yeah, doesn't seem like anything. What does Naomi Klein there. call it? Disaster capitalism. Yeah, yes. it's a shock doctor. Yeah, shock yeah. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're doing a shock doctor. They are. Yeah. They are doing a shock. Doctor. I hate that. I hate yeah. when they do that I stuff. Hate yeah, I hate, hate, Get it, out of hate here. a shock doctor and liberate Hawaii. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Yeah, for real. I mean, you know, like it's, un- it's unbelievable that we still have a fucking colonial holding and nobody ever well, talks about it or acknowledges. I mean, it. we have many colonial holdings. Hawaii at least has statehood, which is like progress compared to other colonial homes. I mean, I mean, think about Guam. Think Puerto about Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Pr- like, yeah. you know, like, th- those are straight up colonial holdings. Like, yeah, there's a right. corporation that's, like, in charge of all of the governmental decisions of um, Puerto Rico. I'm just you saying, know? I don't like, know if statehood has done Hawaii any favors. Uh, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I... I am not a Hawaiian. Um, I am friends with Hawaiians, and I'd really love to get their opinion on this. Um, but yeah, my understanding is that like uh, it's still really fucked up in a material way. Like uh, you know, like there's yeah, it's it's not good. It's yeah. not good at all. What um, we need to do is run someone who lived in Hawaii. <laughs> who could be their uh, advocate could be, at the highest be, level yeah, of who government? Could be, yeah, yeah. So maybe we could get like someone like president, an, like an ethnic Hawaiian, like um, a president. Oh, I see, I see what you're. And then that would that would this. solve everything. Yeah, because representation is representation. Key. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thanks. Obama. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. It's not good at all. No. But like, you know, so if you were to try to like really do something to stop this wildfire disaster, right? Like, there's a couple engineering solutions, right, that are potential. One would be like 
fireproof buildings. Like, did you guys see at all? I don't even know what the deal was. There's like one house that's like completely, completely spared. Fine. Yeah. Like it's, it's ash on all sides around this house. Yeah, and I there's saw like, it. and you know, it looked like it had a metal roof. Yeah. Metal roof. But like, it's not, I mean, maybe it was because like the, 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 the grounds around it yeah. are also not scorched. That's a good point. So like, yeah. you know, maybe most of the grounds around the other places were scorched because of the fuel of like a home, yeah. but yeah, it had a metal roof, um, potentially siding too. Uh, so, you know, making buildings like way less combustible, especially on like the external like facings, like the eaves, for example, like, um, roofs and eaves are, uh, really, uh, uh dangerous for catching embers which is like how most of the houses catch fire fire. and it all happened in the scope of like a couple hours so there there was no fucking way like you know firefighters with more water on on the spot where would have been able to like do enough to contain it once it got beyond a certain size what if Um, we just kept our houses wet like all the time just wet them puppies down wet houses (laughs) (laughs) what if we take to the sea i mean oh yeah i mean there's a lot of ways to build houses like for example cob cob will burn uh and there's an old joke uh that if your cob house catches fire um you got about a week to get out Um, (laughs) but but like you know uh it, it like there's stuff that you could do to um, mitigate this on like a um, dwelling by dwelling uh, level. Um, also potentially like engineered windbreaks, you know, like the, like that would have potentially helped a lot. Um, and then, you know, just like the, uh, as we talked about in the beginning of the hour, like the, the, the feast or famine, the drought or flood that is happening with rain is also a huge problem because like, basically you get like, I think they had a really wet, uh, winter. So they had like a huge amount of growth in the early spring and then that dried the fuck out. So it was just like, they had the perfect conditions. Just a bunch of brush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's like, yeah, solidarity with all human beings living with this uh, fucking um, inferno uh, waiting to happen or happening, um, which is, you know. Just literally everyone except for whoever's in the International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> which also, geez, you know, talk yeah. about uh, a fire problem. Like, if, if that, that, that'd be terrifying. That, like, yeah. Like, fl- flame in space is crazy. Yeah. It doesn't even, like, have a flame shape. It, like, right. it's spherical. Yeah. <laughs> like Fuck that. Yeah, no, that's that'd be scary. Fuck that. Um, Do they have, like, lifeboats on the International Space Station? Like, can they, like, get into like something? pods? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, probably, but probably only enough for, like, the women and children. Right. I hope so. Yeah. 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 Bro's fucking dying in space. <laughs> Fellas. Why, as Go, a man, going down with your space station why is are you, uh, as a male tendency. Not dying in space. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of uh, dying in space, um, did you see that the Russians um, fucking failed? Fuck you, Russia. You yeah, fucking I can't. Go get back on Kerbal. Get, you fucking suck. You missed the moon. <laughs> you fucking suck. Man, Kerbal. I haven't thought about that in a long time. So catching up on a story that we've covered a fair amount on this show, but haven't talked about recently, a new update. Uh, the NLRB has dismissed a complaint against SEIU from Capital Roots. Interesting. So Capital Roots is the nonprofit that um, was that uh, SEIU was trying to organize the employees there. And basically the CEO and board of directors collectively shat their pants 
uh, and it imploded start, the company. Yeah, and imploded yeah. the entire company due to their like re- ideological re- priors, relentless <laughs> union busting. Yeah. yeah, like just really some of the most egregious union busting you can think of, a la Starbucks. Yeah, maybe worse. Well, and, and, and it was just very, a very, very strange process. If people don't remember where the the the, the employees declared their intention to unionize and then they were voluntarily recognized so there was no there was no vote which is usually where all the shenanigans happen mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right but that they skipped that part and instead decided to blow up their company by refusing to negotiate with a union that they voluntarily recognized yep and that's where things really have sh- uh, you know hit the fan and uh, lots of the members that originally organized to uh, unionize have left, which is, you know, kind of what, ha- what, what, yeah. what happens when you, like, intentionally drag you things out for a really long time yeah. and then harass them mercilessly. Yeah. So this was, the complaint was written uh, by Eric Winders, who is some employee. A who's a scab. Um and uh, alleged that SEIU failed to act in good faith bargaining. And the allegation was dismissed um, because it was, and I quote, vague hearsay evidence. Okay. So now the next um, part of this battle is that there's going to be a February hearing with the NLRB for a separate complaint that SEIU filed against Capital Roots that it engaged in unfair labor practices. Um, so the NLRB has already found merit to the complaint is and is uh, preparing for a hearing in February. Hmm. And w- you know, what's, what's not in this article, but is also just absolutely bonkers and like a, another development is that uh, Capital Roots had also put out this statement saying that they basically thought that the NLRB was rigged, and they're like, <laughs> and they're, they're just, they were, they were just like saying that you know, like everything that all all the all their enemies are you know like arrayed against them or some, some insane shit. <laughs> yeah, which, there's been the corruption ins- runs deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been encircled. Yeah, and which is funny because then like that is adjudicated by the NLRB. So you're just like, hey, ref, go fuck yourself. You know, it was like, yeah. basically, <laughs> uh, very strange um, course of action on their part. So that, that is really, it's a, it's a small update, but, but fairly significant. Yeah. That um, Capital Roots continues to just kind of like spiral into uh, uh, insolvency and, uh, and the, um, and the, the union keeps, um, being right yeah. <laughs> i don't know how yeah. else to yeah. put it it's uh it's it's so it's so disappointing is this was you know it's one of those organizations that like for better or worse you know like the retraction of government at the local level and austerity like this is a organization that had to do a lot of very important things for uh, a lot of people to access food and uh uh, and now it's basically gone. Like they, they, they got rid of it because of because, like hubris. Because yeah, because well, and, and like one be, person's hubris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's largely yeah. I think I think a lot of it falls on the doorstep of Amy Klein, um, the CEO, who is by all accounts um, a Disney uh, villain. Yeah, a tyrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like uh, Disney villain is right because like with Disney villains, you, right? It's like there's like. Uh, there's always like a who hurt you kind of aspect to it, but it's also just like cruelty for the sake of it. Uh, that has like no, 
bearing or direction in like what happens next week kind of thing. I don't know. It just seems all very. Yeah. She, she's been quoted. She, she's got some wild ass quotes. Like one of them, right. Was like right after there was like the, uh, letter of intention for forming the union, she allegedly turned to, uh, another person at the, um, the, the, like another superior officer of the uh, corporation or whatever it is. Uh, and was like, Fire them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't fucking. You can't say that. Yeah. It's like I will burn this to the fucking ground before yeah. I yeah. let these employees have any say in what how we run this company. Right. Which which I I just like. I'm trying. To, I've been struggling to put this into words, but I feel like it, it really just like shows like the people that run these NGOs. Right. It just like the the curdled just revolting like love for power and unquestioned authority to like just be able to command the people immediately in front of you so for the while under the ideological cover of helping the impoverished while never ever wanting them to be able to make their own decisions and using your mission against your own employees as if to say that they're the villains because they don't want poor people to have fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, God, I just, I, I, I just reserve so much, uh, loathing and hatred for them, you know? And it's like, I just, God, I I don't know. I, I, again, it's hard to express except that like anyone who tells you that like, you have to keep love in your heart. You can't like hate these. No, you should absolutely hate these people. Yeah. You should want bad things to happen. Yeah, Like, like this is something like you grow stronger and in a, as, and become a better person by hating these people. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I just believe that. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, if you're a policymaker or whatever in the United States that somehow listens to this podcast, um, consider the, uh, option of creating a law that forces right of first refusal onto the uh, employees whenever a uh, corporation or nonprofit um, goes bankrupt. That has huge potential, especially with a guaranteed government loan for a period of time to form a worker co-op of uh, seriously like reversing a lot of the, uh, the, the trends that have been happening, um, uh, over the last, you know, several decades. Like if you allowed for every, um, you know, small business tyrant that throws a fit and, uh, destroys the, um, productive work that their like whole group was doing, um, and, you know, a, uh, nihilistic, uh, display of power, if you force them to, like make it so that they can't just destruct us their like collective uh, means of production, but instead uh, offer it to the employees to become a worker co-op that they would own and manage. And that there was guaranteed government loans to help with that transition transitionary effort. Um, that would be huge. That would be huge. And I can imagine actually plausible, like what's the argument against it? Like why? Why would either liberals or conservatives be like, no, you can't do that? Well, government gra- giving government grants to a bunch of hippies who want to run their own business is yeah. like, come on, that's ex- that's 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 ripe for conservative criticism. I'm saying this is for every organization, every corporation. So the idea that the workers are hippies is, I think, you know, that would be the framing. I mean, come on, workers co-op has a has a very particular. All, all you got to do is get some like you know self righteous. Um, uh, Oliver Anthony asshole out there and be like, see, this is the the people we're going to give uh, the the, uh, the the low interest loans to own their own means of production. Like, not hippies, good old you know 
Salt of the earth, good old boys. That that's. I think conservatism has gotten to the point today where any notion that the government should give anyone any money for anything is like absolutely verboten. Even if it's like you know just the uh, American dream of owning your own business and collective, uh, you know, uh, cooperation with your your fellow worker, you know, like, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the right wing doesn't want this. They want, you know, private property of a minority of the population forever. Um, but like, to hear them argue against it in public would force them to show their ass in a way that they usually don't have to because <laughs> they just hide behind a bunch of culture war bullshit. Like, I don't know. I think, I think this- it would require a lot of public education about what worker co-ops are and what how they operate because most mm-hmm. people have zero familiarity with it. So the idea that you would spend government taxpayer money on this kind of niche thing that nobody's really familiar with would mm. be a difficult sell, I think. Well, listeners, uh, if you're not already a patron of the show, we have a uh, bonus episode where I'd had a in-depth conversation with a uh, friend of mine, um, Andrew Lynn from Zombie Giuliani and More Trees Co-op and uh, or More Trees Arborist Collective uh, and Troy Bike Rescue fame. And we get into that. We get into what it is to uh, be a worker co-op and own and organize your um, enterprise. Yeah, it's your, really, really good. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a great, it's a great conversation. Very, yeah. it, get, it gets in the weeds just enough. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Then that's shits uh, is patreon.com slash ironweeds. Yeah. And that's our guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to stick. Uh, do we want to say anything else about this story? I don't think so. Yeah. We're going to stick uh, local for the, the rest of the show here. Uh, and uh, look into this um, company that uh, called DocGo. DocDocGo? <laughs> so, right. So like, here's the thing. <laughs> There's this tweet a while ago that lives rent-free in my head that says something like, you know, um, to work in the modern workplace is to just say things like, uh, you have to fill out your timesheet on Zapper before you uh, get uh, any kind of holiday pay confirmed through Qu- Quasi Hat One Two Three, or something. you know, it was like, it was like every, every, all these all these things that like that you know determine your life have like sound sound like like uh, the 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 name of a of like a drink at Hardee's or something. I don't know. It's just like, these have like the most undignified fucking names, and you make me say them. To like do things that like are necessary for my life, so you know, yeah, it's like you got to like talk to Doc Go, uh, or you know, or like you know, like like I was talking to a colleague that you know, like they they he, they their learning management system, the thing that like all the students used and the faculty used is called like Moodle. <laughs> nice. I'm like, don't oh make me God. say fucking Moodle <laughs> or Doodle or yeah, yeah, right, yeah, or yeah, or fill, out the or fill out the yeah, Doodle, yeah, fill, fill out the Doodle, Labramoodle, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Can I please just live a dignified Even Zoom. life? Zoom, yeah, is just Zoom. Stupid. yeah, yeah. Like just give no me... offense to the young in. You know. <laughs> we put that label on you. Yeah, we, right. Yeah, you know. they, they didn't choose Zoom. Yeah. yeah, you know, just like I just hey, let me like just call it something normal, please. Like you know, yeah. yeah. Know. Anyway, um, like clock in. <laughs> yeah. Or not learning clock- management system. Yeah, yeah. Not not, <laughs> not clock it or or clockster. <laughs> or you know uh, with no uh, e yeah clock buddy like I, nothing's my fucking buddy your your I'm software your buddy your software platform okay you're not my buddy we're, we're buddies right yeah we're buddies all right human yeah. humans can be buddies the thing that you use to, to fill out your time card not your buddy animals it's your enemy animals can be buddies animals can be buddies 
I guess some plants. I guess you could be buddies with, or fungi. So tell us about that, go, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, when you know it, during the pandemic, uh, companies just got like no bid contracts for all sorts of crazy shit, right? Yep. Yeah. And what is a no bid contract? Right. So when when um, governments want to do business with private companies, they generally have laws that say like they need to like do a uh, competitive bidding process. competitive bidding process yeah yeah, yeah. Was where you know we, we have to accept this many bids and we then sometimes they are legally obligated to pick the lowest one or like uh or or you know you can add a formula about like women-owned businesses or, or minority-owned businesses right you can do all these other things um that just provide transparency and accountability for wh- who the government does business with yeah it's an anti-nepotism anti-corruption um, effort yeah. at least you know in its um you know highest uh, intent intent yeah and as we know hiring the cheapest is always going to get you the best <laughs> absolutely you yeah. want to hire the cheapest contractor you possibly can yeah. and that, that will never incur extra expenses later down the road ever <laughs> ever so um but what's worse than that yeah what's worse than that is during covid where everyone was just like oh it's an emergency just buy it and there's so, no time, David. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's this little company in 2015 called Ambulance. Oh my god! <laughs> right so, again. Be normal. Right? Could you imagine, like, you're dying on the floor, and someone's like, "Better call an ambulance." You know, it's like, "Oh, good, I'm gonna die in something called ambulance." <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking croak in in croaker dot com. <laughs> Uh, 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 a- a- yeah, ambulance paramutual system. Yeah, you use the Croker app to hail the ambulance. Yeah, yeah. And it, the ambulance is also a casino. Yo, but you better, you better, <laughs> if you don't have some flexible spending account um, dollars, yeah. then, you, you know, your yeah. your ambulance is going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah. So, so sign into Flexi. <laughs> To, to see if you have enough uh, zo- uh, Zoom juice dollars <laughs> to tell if you can, you can afford your ambulance. You that, are out to of network. You, to take you, to, to, help, to, take you the, to the Health Pal Hospital. All right. Um, okay. Whew. Okay. All right. So, it's uh, it's going to be okay. Get, get out of my system. Okay. So, so the stupid ambulance company launches in 2015, and then they're like, no, we're too stupid. We have to name ourselves DocGo. Okay. Um, to, because we're going to become a publicly traded company. It's where the docs go. Yeah. So, in 2021, they were turned into DocGo. And at some point during this ambulance DocGo life, um, they were uh, um, tapped to uh, do COVID testing and a bunch of other kind of pandemic-related stuff that um, accounted for roughly a third of their revenue in 2021. Uh, And uh, (laughs) the company's president, Lee Beanstock, B-I-E-N-Stock? Nice. Beanstock? I'm going with Beanstock. Okay. Yeah, I like Beanstock. Yeah, Mr. Beanstock um, uh, became famous for being fired by Donald Trump in 2006 uh, and The Apprentice. Uh, and so that guy, <laughs> what a cool world! Yeah, so that that guy is the CEO of DocGo. Uh, the company I'm glad is, to see you landing on his feet. Yeah, the company is yeah. now said to be worth a billion dollars. 
Yeah, and... fuck you, Donald Trump. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. This uh, is an apprentice yeah. right here. Yeah, this no, guy wait, can scam with the best of them. Yeah, this guy's ready yeah. for the tank. Yeah. Yeah. And so once sharked up. <laughs> so once um uh uh, the government stopped giving a shit about COVID. They're like, ah, oh, crap. We need to like scare the government a different way to get money. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, uh, we do immigrant services now. So, <laughs> so that's a seamless transition. Naturally. Yeah. From COVID so, testing to yeah, immigrant services. More like Doc Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the city, New, New York City, uh, New York City. New York City. The five boroughs. Um, <laughs> they awarded DocGo a $432 million contract last May uh, without subjecting it to a competitive bidding process uh, to uh, offer uh, services like case management, medical care, food, transportation, lodging, and around-the-clock security for migrants. Uh, that decide to leave New York City and go points north, such as uh, all, the Albany area. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, so this is state funds? Yeah. So this is state and city. It's mostly state money that is granted to the city that the city then just turns around and hands over to DocGo, which just posted its best quarter. Good for them. Oh, I'm glad. And I'm know. sure the service that they're providing is really great because they have yeah. a lot of experience in ca- case management for migrants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is providing a com- yeah. lodging. Yeah. Again, this is a company that was put together to like be the Uber for ambulances or some shit, and then like w- was good at getting a sublease on a bottom floor storefront to like swab your nose during COVID. Like that's, well, that, you that's know, what this company did. They're agile. They're responding to yeah. the social needs of our, you know, As changing only private societies can do. Uh, so Alejandro 25, a Venezuelan migrant who arrived in Albany about two months ago, spoke to the promises. Welcome, Alejandro. Yeah. Yeah. So, to the promises he was awarded by DocGo. They said, would you like to live in a hotel? Would you like to live more comfortably? Would you like to get some help? Uh, supposedly, they were going to help us get work, but in reality, I see this as false. It's a lie. It's all illusions. It's all falsehoods. They um, uh, they would uh, bring people up to these uh, hotels that would be surrounded by security guards that would harass them and, like, uh, um, uh, threaten them with all sorts of things there were signs on the doors of the hotel like the lodge inn up here that um said in english and spanish that if they drank or smoked their asylum cases would be in dispute um uh which i'm sorry drinking and smoking is a human right yeah that's just that's you're in a strange land among strange people you should be allowed to drink and smoke yeah yeah so they, they um they, they, so first, they, they they brought some migrants to Colony, which the New York Times describes as a predominantly white suburb just outside the capital. Which I describe it as the Rome of New York. Yeah, but right. Yeah, whatever. yeah. That's what Keith Raniere called. No, it. that was Clifton Park. That's shit. Clifton Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Colony is the uh, strip mall of America. Yeah. <laughs> and what's what's? I mean, I guess I don't know if I were I were in the same position how I would write it, but it's just like such a dystopian. Um, Sentence. I just need to read it. Trouble ensued even before the first bus left for Albany County. 
DocGo placed some migrants at the Sure-Stay Hotel and Colony, a predominantly white suburb just outside the capital, despite warnings from local govern- government officials and migrant advocates that they would not be welcome. Like, at the hotel? I mean, like, or by, like, colony? In, colony? in Colony. Oh, okay. Like, and I mean, I'm sorry, that's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's, it a, it's an it ugly is. fact, it's a horrible thing, it's, you know, but... but you're not doing any service to these folks by putting them in a place where they're going to be extremely unwelcome. Yeah. So the, the Republican town supervisor, Peter Crummy filed a lawsuit against Crummy. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Crummy. That rules. Uh, filed a lawsuit the same day. The sure stay. Yeah. Okay. It was the sure stay that had, um, signs that said their opportunity to seek asylum status would be, uh, um, put into trouble if they were caught drinking, smoking or engaging in threatening behavior. Uh, Daco says that they, um, that last one might be fair, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but, yeah. Like uh, the threat is unfortunately in the eye of the, um, beholder, yeah. the scaredy yeah. cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daco took down the signs, quote, immediately after learning about it. Uh, the sure state general manager, re- uh, recalls, um, an unusual incident where he recently had to intervene when he saw a security guard target shooting with an air rifle in the parking lot. What? what? Yep. So they, they fired that guy. Uh, well, hey, they fired him. What more do you want, David? Yeah, right. Uh, um, what else? Uh, the Ramada Plaza in Albany is also holding some immigrants. There, they tried to do an interview where um, this like security guard, uh, after several migrants disobeyed the order to refrain from speaking to reporters, they're being told to not speak to reporters, uh, one of the guards told his apparent supervisor what he planned to do to one of them. Franklin, a 26-year-old migrant from Barnes, Venezuela, who has been at the Ramada since May 31st. I'm putting him to sleep, he said, making his way toward the migrants. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Oh, my what? God. The guard, the You're gr- not a cop. You yeah. can't do that. Also, what is the crime? Talking yeah. to the press? Yeah. Yeah, the guard grew more agitated and said of Franklin, he's talking too much, bro. I'm serious, prompting his supervisor to grab his arm and start leading him back towards the hotel entrance. Pointing directly at the Venezuelan, the guard yelled out as he was being led away, I swear to God, when I catch you, I swear to God, man. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, yeah, the... Uh, most of the migrants complained that they had been enticed to go to Albany by the promises of finding work. Uh uh, they believed that they could get their work papers or an ID if they displayed a document provided by a caseworker, a DocGo caseworker at the Ramada Plaza that asserted that the migrants now have New York State residency. The document was improperly notarized. There are other documents that they would get that were just, that, that it was just like fake useless documents that they would just like go tell these migrants to like go to government offices and the government offices would be like, "I that's this isn't. This anything. isn't a real thing. Yeah, yeah. this is like, just like, More these, like, like Doc, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like other things about like how their um, letter featured what appeared to be fake letterhead, uh, like fake New York City late letterhead. This is the whole Elizabeth Holmes thing. You know, it's like, can fake is it till you make it? Is it a crime to just fail? Is it is it a crime <laughs> to try something and to just not do it? I mean, because they they got the right like can do scam ad. Yeah, I mean yeah. They, they're they're trying to do all the right scam moves. They're they're um they're they're copying letterhead. They're forging documentation. I mean, this is the what way. What do you want from them? This is the way you get stuff done, and you do it efficiently. You do it 
you know, DA, DA gets the goods. They're like, Hey, listen, all you need is like some papers. I got papers. I got a whole stack of paper. I can <laughs> print anything else I want. Got color printer. Yeah. Uh, Weren't they also denying like access to doctors, which was a really yeah horrible thing because a lot of these people just arrived after walking like a thousand miles. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get doc. It. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. So, um, well, one thing I should say is when 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 Daco announced their most successful financial quarter ever um la- uh like two weeks ago um the uh uh the 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 guy that doc that Trump fired on the apprentice said we believe we have strategically positioned DocGo to leverage cash flows from our core municipal contracts oh to fund God. this growth fin- internally Oh my god. We are seeing that strategic plan come together beautifully. So if if I can Jesus try to Christ. translate that, that's we are going to maximize our profit from the money we're getting from the state to ostensibly help these people who we are staffing with people who hate them. Yes, we've inserted ourselves so successfully into the like broken migration system that we're just going to keep getting money no matter how much fist, we yeah. fuck up and hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like I, that's okay. Like for a moment there, I was trying to like put myself into the shoes of a, you know, um, a quirky upstart, uh, company that's out there trying to help people. And, you know, like, oh, you know, it's like, how hard would this be? It's like, okay, so you need to hire security forces. Well, like what options around you are in colony? are going to, like, be there to, like, actually help migrants. People who are too terrible to be cops? Yeah. My point is, like, most of those are um, ideologically motivated to not do the job that you're trying yeah. to uh, achieve. Yeah. Um, so, it's like slim pickings. Like, yeah, a, you let know, a bunch of ex-cops take care of migrants. But that quote is just like, this is all going according to plan. Yeah. Which it's... Yeah. You know, the, all of the everything that we're talking about is not a problem for them. Like, yeah, this is not a problem. Yeah, this is how it's supposed to go. Um, at least two pregnant migrant women have made appointments with local obstetricians seeking prenatal care, but neither of them showed up to their appointments. Um, and he was, and while uh, uh, Joe Gambino. <laughs> The CEO of Schenectady-based Hometown Health was unsure why there were no shows. His concern is that they had no transportation to get to the appointments. Um, that and Gambino said he repeatedly tried to reach out to Daco to offer the services of Hometown Health, which is the only federally qualified health care center in the county and is equipped to offer offer Medicaid reimbursable care for underserved populations. So if they're not talking to this group, they're not talking to anyone because again, they're the only federally like sanctioned organization that can accept Medicaid. Like, right. the, like if they were getting medical care, they would be getting it from them and he can't, he's reaching out to them <laughs> Mm-hmm. to DocGo, and they're not responding. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, Transportation has been a big deal, right? Yeah. Like, they were putting people on shuttles to Walmart and then leaving without some of the migrants who then couldn't figure out how to get back to their hotel because they weren't given bus maps, they weren't given any resources to navigate what little CD... Is it CDTA in Colony? Yeah. What, yeah. yeah. Whatever little bus service exists there. So they were just getting stranded at in a Walmart parking lot. 
a, a lot of the uh, when children get sick, they're often given um, pills that are hard for them to swallow instead of liquid medicine. Some children just haven't seen a doctor at all. Uh, they've been told that they would receive health insurance cards in a few weeks that they could use to make medical appointments. Uh, those never showed up. Uh, um, they, uh, there's a, someone had a sinus infection. They were only given some over the counter painkillers. Uh, so she went to the hotel's nurse who gave her a nasal spray and she just can't see a doctor. She, she got like some Tylenol and a nasal spray. Like that's all that for a sinus infection. They can't get anything. Um, and you know, and you just like, you go through who these people are, you know, like a lot of them are Venezuelan. Some are, um, some are fucking from Afghanistan. Like people who like help, like had to flee the couple of Russians who flee the fucking Taliban. Like all of these countries that we fucked up. Right. And then they, then they come here and we fuck them up in a different way. It's it's like, all of it is just like, so just uh, uh, egregious and, and, and disgusting. Um, uh, a man named Sebastian said his two children, eight and ten, became ill the first day in Albany after eating food provided by Doco. He told them uh, he took them to an emergency room, but left after not seeing a doctor for ten hours. I, I, <laughs> I mean, this is all like incredibly fucked up. Um, but at the same time, like maybe this is a golden opportunity for like people living in colony to like have some solidarity for these, you know, migrants because like people in colony can't see a fucking doctor either. Like, you know, like, like we, they are subject to the same labyrinthian, like fucked up, like fake as fuck, not there to actually help people like medical industry, you know? I mean, come on, Chris though. They're like, what's going to happen is they're going to say like, we like, we don't get any health insurance and now more these people are showing up these and they're going to take all of our health insurance our like that so like that up. like that's what yeah that's no. what this turns into i i, I guess that, that was yeah. meant to yeah and it's more of an ironic thing <laughs> never going to happen but yeah maybe yeah. could yeah it's uh, yeah it's bad oh yeah and yeah the cdta yeah they they didn't get cdta bus passes um yeah if they miss their return shuttle they just like don't get they just get stranded they're at stranded, walmart yeah, yeah um well, Clarence it's, Thomas could give them a ride home. Yeah. Likely. I mean, given that. It's, uh, you know, yeah, it's just like, and, and basically the, this company just doesn't, um, doesn't respond to calls. They just don't respond to calls. None of the elected officials understand what's going on. They're like, Doc Go is bad. Why? We need answers. And then, like, nothing fucking happens. And, you know, in the meantime, like, the, you're like, yeah, there's like some fucking chuds, like, driving around the sure stay in like probably wanting to kill all of these people and your own security guards seem to have some beef with you that is unexplainable yeah and like that's and that's it and uh some guy who failed on the apprentice is making a billion dollars doc go more like fuck you go away yeah that's terrible that was not my best work you know yeah this it's just like welcome to the usa yeah yeah like welcome to the uh, usa yeah. You know, isn't it, it's cra- like, isn't it crazy we did that to your country to make our country like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we no. should have at least ended up with a better country. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, turns out what happens, what America does in our name to other countries is for the benefit of just maybe a handful of people. Yeah. Yeah. Doc, go to hell. That's nice. damn straight. All right. Are you guys ready for a wildflower? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Governor Hochul has signed Save the Hudson Bill, preventing radioactive waste dumping. Um, we talked about this a while back, which uh, over at Indian Point, they were going to dump basically a bunch of toxic uh, nuclear wastewater tritium. into the Hudson. Tritium. And um, yeah, the 45,000 gallons of radioactive water, which could, as the Times Union puts it so eloquently, could endanger public health and the environment. Yeah, Man, but it wasn't, shit. wasn't it the Times Union that was like, well, considering everything else we allow people to dump in the Hudson, it's not that bad. They were like, hey, it's diluted. Yeah, they're like, this is it's actually diluted water. about as bad as the medical, um, you know, radioactivity runoff from like our local uh, hospitals. Like, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, not that bad. Great scheme of things. You know, when you think about all the cow poop and like Human we're, we're poop. dumping all kinds of gross stuff in there. Yeah. Maybe the nuclear wastewater would actually offset. No, no. If I else. learned anything from Saturday morning cartoons, it's only going to exacerbate the <laughs> yeah. situation. It's going to create a poop monster. Yeah. Like we're gonna have, you know, some type of martial arts combat amongst small aquatic animals like any time now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, teenage Mutant Ninja Carp. <laughs> um, of course, Hochul frames this as uh, protecting the economy of the Hudson Valley. Yes. Which advocates argued would be hurt through contamination of the river. Yes, it's, it's the economy that would be hurt. We must save the, the economy. economy. <laughs> A totally real thing that we didn't make up. And it's the only thing worth saving. Yeah, and also the only thing that's going to get damaged if tritium gets in the water. Yeah. Um, so, like, what are they going to do with all the tritium? <laughs> uh, I don't think that that's been decided yet. No, no, it's pretty fun. It, it is kind of funny that, like, and I, I wouldn't actually wouldn't be surprised if this, uh, the company that now owns this decommissioned nuclear power plant mm -hmm. um, sues the state for this law being unconstitutional because it's basically a law written for, to, for them, right? It's a mm -hmm. law that says you're not allowed to dump like this nuclear nuclear waste into the Hudson, mm -hmm, basically. Mm -hmm. And no one else is really trying to do that at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Except for them. And you you it's like you're not allowed to like write laws specifically against individuals, which are now also corporations. So Right. Like I and don't I don't know how this stands up. They're saying that this this new law is superseded mm -hmm. is that what i want by federal law yeah the federal law basically negates this law yeah yeah i don't which uh, is crazy if that's you know if if the courts determine that to be true that would be just fucking crazy but yeah you know it's uh it's nice that instead of just saying one person can't do it that they are able to protect the entire hudson valley yeah, yeah. well it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out Sure will. Yeah. They should call it Some Loads Refused. <laughs> <laughs> bill. <laughs> the Some Loads refu Refused bill will now be considered. Yeah. The Kathy Okul. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, should we announce the live Yeah, show? sure. Go for it. We're going to be doing our our 200th episode is coming up and we're going to be doing something pretty special for it. Yeah. Um, we're finally doing it. 
We're finally doing it. We're you doing know, a live show. You've been begging us for ages, it. and we're doing a live show. We're doing a live show. Two hundo baby. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. We're going to cover um, over two hundo years of history in the Hudson Valley. Yeah, we're we're still we're still working out exactly what the topic is going to be, but uh, more more on that in future episodes. But we think it's going to be kind of a history. You know, you know how we like to do a little local history. So it's going to be here in Troy, but it's going to be at a private venue, which means it's invite only. So if you're interested in attending, um. Please shoot us a DM or an email, um, ironweedspot at gmail.com, and we'll, you know, see about getting you in for the event. But so it's going to be September 22nd at 7 p.m. Um, and yeah, we hope to hear from you if you're interested in coming. That's a Friday, right? That is a Friday. TGIF, baby. Indeed. indeed. All right. Uh, and in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Ironweed Spot, and on Instagram, Ironweed Spot, and send us an email. Why don't you at Ironweed Spot at gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Peace.